Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and it's the holiday season. Are you feeling it yet, Bren? I feel like I just had Whitney and Fermin on last week, and we weren't necessarily in the spirit. Are you in the spirit? Not really, because, I mean, it's like a little chilly out here in LA, but it's, you know, that's still like 57 or so, so it's not like, you know, maybe a heavier sweatshirt. We'll do it. Yeah. So, you know, and you can put up all the decorations you want, but when it's still sunny every day and, like, you can walk to the beach and, I don't know, growing up in Pennsylvania, it doesn't feel like Christmas, but I'm yeah. also okay with that. I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on Christmas and oh, shoveling no. snow and all that shit. Yeah, so. well, we're a week away, and I did hear on the news they were saying uh, for Philadelphia the odds of it being a white Christmas, and, like, in the past 100 years or so, it's only happened, like, twice, and it's, like, very not typical, so hopefully yeah. that'd be great if it surprised us it's weird because it's like it's you know the northeast it's always fucking cold and rainy so like you get plenty of rain yep so it's like you would think like yeah it's snow all the time i think we got snow in october one year like a good amount of snow yes so it's like yeah white christmas all the time like that would make sense and yeah looking back i think i can think of, i can think of times around christmas when it snowed but i don't know how much snow there actually was on christmas day yeah, we had a white Halloween not too long ago, but no yeah, exactly. white Christmas. So. <laughs> but so, yeah. anyway, I we put up our tree and got ornaments in the whole nine yards, and I'm feeling it. So hopefully our listeners <laughs> are too. Um, yeah. And actually, I guess it's a little bit ruined for you. You did you just told me off air about your anime podcast and uh, an, a Christmas anime. Do you want to maybe give a brief <sighs> explanation of that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. If we sound a little down, I am mentally exhausted. Uh, for the other anime podcast I do, we tried hunt finding down a Christmas-centric show, like one that's all about it, and we found there's plenty of shows that have a Christmas episode, but the whole show isn't about Christmas. And the one we did find was just like this really short two-episode show called Always My Santa, and holy Christ, is it terrible. Always My and Santa? It, it might so honestly be the last time we do like a seasonal like christmas holiday month of episodes at least yeah like we were struggling to find it and then when we found it we're just like this is unforgivably bad at at first i thought you were saying like this we're just gonna end the podcast after that (laughs) it was that talked about it we honestly (laughs) talked about it no oh man yeah, so for anyone who doesn't listen to the other podcast and wants just terrible anime, there's you don't look forward to that episode that's going to come out uh, Christmas Eve, I believe. Very cool. All right, yeah. well, that's neat. And for people who are new, uh, if you happen to be new, this is a video game podcast. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing lately, a couple news topics, and probably that'll do it for this one. But we also, in the month of December, do bonus episodes every Friday. So <laughs> last Friday we did... Best of Gamer No Game Volume 1. Volume 2 should be out this Friday, and I think there'll even be a Volume 3, and that'll wrap up uh, the bonus episodes for this year. And those games always just derail into such crazy tangents, mostly me and Mark, um, that it, it's not even just like, best of this game. Like They're pretty much just more episodes, because we'll, we'll go off into 20 minutes about one topic or one game. So. Yeah, and we get to add commentary, so there's some new yeah. content there. It's not just all rehashed stuff, but the rehashing, oh man, some of those jokes are just absolutely ridiculous, so it's fun revisiting <laughs> them. Oh god, hindsight's a, hindsight's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this show? But let's try to yep. keep it going before uh, we run out of steam. 
Let's hear about the games you've been playing. I know I have a hefty Kingdom Hearts update, but what what about you? Uh, so I got the Switch. I believe I talked about Mario Kart is the only thing I was playing last time yeah. I talked about it. Um, since then I got Hollow Knight, I started playing it, and it's very good. It's a uh, really enjoyable uh, castle or Metroidvania sort of game. You're, you know, like Metroid or like Castlevania running around getting different items that allow you to get different access to different parts of the map. And God, the map's huge. Like I, I looked it up online just to like gauge how far my progress is. <laughs> and I'm like maybe a third through it. And yep. I got like 20 some hours in it. Like it's a big map. Um, I, I bought that kind of like with the intention of having a long game. Like when I get burnt out on like other stuff or like quick round games, um, I had the one to keep coming back to because it's, it'll take me a while. Um, but it's really good. One, uh, uh, one, I guess, uh, mechanic I don't really care for is the map system is you actually have to buy the map and you have to buy a pen or a quill. And then your map only updates when you sit down at little checkpoints, which are benches. So you could explore this whole area of a map of an area, but it won't appear on your map until you find a checkpoint and sit down at it. And it's really difficult if you don't know where the next checkpoint is. Yeah. And enemies respawn in the different rooms. So if you go through a big area and you're like, oh, I could go back to the bench I already been to, you'll have to go back through all those enemies again. And you might not be doing great. You might be, you know, weakened or not too much uh, items or health or anything. Yeah. So it can be tough, especially when you're just blindly trying to follow the check or find the checkpoints. Um, neat, neat idea in theory, but it doesn't work too well in practice. So it's uh, kind of annoying with that. Okay. Um, but. That's that's probably my biggest complaint with it, and it's even that's kind of like minor because you know I can I can remember the area I'm in long enough to find the checkpoint or run back if I need to. Um, but one mechanic I like is you have kind of energy or magic that you use for a lot of stuff. You can like shoot stuff or fly higher, and uh, with the magic you can uh, just hold down one button and regain health. Nice. And you know when you increase your magic, you can increase how much health you regain uh, per you know bar and stuff. Um, but it's just like really good considering it is like a, it's a pretty challenging. Like it's, I think it's pretty known for its difficulty because some of the boss fights are just real tough. Um, so it is helpful if you you gain magic back when you like fight enemy when you hit people. So it is good if you're in a boss fight and you're like, oh, I got hit a lot. You can just like try and hide in the corner real quick, or while they're doing a combo or something and you dodge it, you can just run over real quick and heal yourself. And then if you need more magic, just get in a few taps real quick and then heal yourself again for another health. So that actually really helps to balance out the difficulty without making it just, like, overpowered. Like, your sword does five times more damage now. Like, yeah. It still has an element of strategy in it, even if it is just healing. And it's not just cover-based shooters where it's just, like, avoid enemy fire for ten seconds and you'll regain full health like Gears of War and stuff used to do. Yeah. Um, so it is uh, still pretty challenging, but it's very good. I, I look forward to keep playing that. Nice. Um, it's very fun. Uh, I didn't play it yet, but uh, Grease just came out or greg in spanish yeah grease uh no grease lightning no i'm kidding it, it's lightning. definitely <laughs> it looks so good and i'm glad that it's finally out uh yeah. available on switch and steam so i'm probably gonna pick it up for switch just because it feels like that would probably be the better choice but i saw it on steam for 17 bucks which is pretty reasonable and given the graphics or just the animation quality it's absolutely Lord, gorgeous yeah. yeah it's i heard it's about like three or four hours so it's not that long of a game but like my god is it beautiful and yeah it's 17 on uh the nintendo e-store and I, I think that's a fair price yeah um especially with the switch it seems like when you buy stuff or when you do certain things you get coins for the nintendo store and then you can buy stuff with coins 
So I was actually able to knock like five bucks off of the price because of coins I got through doing some stuff. I don't really know. I just got the Switch, so it's still weird to me. Yeah, no, I've had it for a while and I'm not even caught up with that. I wonder if I have any coins I'm unaware of. Yeah, so uh, that was helpful. And I, I got it for the Switch, A, because it's mobile and I'll probably have it you know on me more often than I'll be carrying my computer around. <laughs> um, but I also feel like it'll be more personal like when you're holding it and it feels like you have more control over it versus just my keyboard and mouse I use for work and for you know my own free time every day. Um, yeah. So I feel like it'll help me be immersed in that world better. And yeah, it just looks amazing. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm very excited to play that. Yeah, that one looks very psychedelic. If people don't recall, it's like a person's like face, but their their arms and legs are like stick arms and legs. It's really kind of bizarre, but then yeah. it's just it's absolutely beautiful. It just looks like an interesting like traverse through these uh, worlds, like in a platformer style. One particular mechanic that I really thought was cool is how like there's like these like blocks of water and you can like jump up into one to go swim around like it's it's oh. looks unique yeah I'm interested I seen that. yeah it's like a super detailed uh, image of a woman's head for the character like above the neck and then below yes. it, it's like a cloak with just yeah like stick arms and legs um, but yeah I think in the beginning she lo- she's singing and it loses her voice and then you have to try and like get the voice back or the whole like uh, motif or story of the game is being able to like find your voice again to speak out against, you know, uh, someone punishing you or, you know, attacking you or something like that. Um, so there's definitely an underlying like psychological element to it or, you know, story or narrative. Um, but yeah, it looks fantastic and I look forward to playing it. That's definitely going to win some awards somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and then the big boy, uh, Smash. Oh, a lot shit. of Smash. You have it. Nice. Yeah. Someone on our podcast is actually playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's playing a popular game right now, <laughs> not five years after. Oh, uh, no. I the, I tried at one point with like Horizon Zero Dawn and Spider Man, but those are kind of the the exceptions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're always missing out on like, you know, Minecraft or Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> you know, that's the same game. You know, Minecraft um, story mode. It was yeah, huge. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got Smash. Uh, I got it, and I was able to finally find my goddamn Piranha Plant code, because uh, when Nintendo sends you the email with the code, it gets filtered out into, like, especially for Gmail, it gets filtered out to, like, a promotion or socials tabs or something, so yeah. apparently a ton of people can't find it. Um, so if you do have Smash, and you do get the Piranha Plant code, go through all your folders and your emails, like, spam, trash, everything, and it might be in there. Um, he's still not out yet, like, you got the code to download him. But he's not out until February. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's DLC. So, but he was just a pre-order bonus of like, if you pre-order it, you don't have to pay for it later, or you can only get it through pre-order. I'm not sure. Right. Um. But he's so weird. I, I gotta get him at least because I usually try those weird, tricky fighters. Um, Definitely. But yeah, so I already got, uh, I think, over twenty some hours in it, and uh, I took it to work a few times and played on like a few of my breaks. Uh, I unlocked every character. I think I unlocked Palatina. I think it was like the goddess from uh, Kid Icarus and Pit. Okay. Um, she was the last one I got. How long did that take you? It's it's tricky because when I first started playing it, there was the spirit mode, which is like the single player sort of uh, story mode, if you will. Yeah. Um, And that you unlock characters through, but you only start out with Kirby. That's the one that has like a plot to it. And as you fight them, you unlock them, and it's you don't fight main characters that often. You fight a lot of the spirit, like, mock-up characters, where it's like, Gutsman, but it's just Mega Man that's bigger and orange. Yep. So that doesn't count. You have to fight, like, actual Mega Man to get them. 
And then after you play that mode for a bit, if you back out, it'll be like a challenger approaches and you know do one of those and you'll unlock a character that way. But it takes a while. And I see a bunch of people like trying to f- cheat the system, be like, oh, if you get out of spirit mode and like reset your clock or like you know reload your save <laughs> and the cancel and do this you can like hack it and it resets the timer so you can get them quicker i was like or because i found another way I'm like you can just play the classic mode which is just like six battles and then you do like a collect the coins or like hit the target sort of thing and then you fight the boss at the end most of the time it's like master hand or crazy hand but sometimes yeah. it's sometimes it's specific to the character so, like, uh, when you play as Pikachu, I think the final boss is Mewtwo. Stuff like that. Oh, shit. Um, and then, so that's only, like, six or seven battles, I think. And you can knock that, at least, I don't know, I, you can choose the difficulty. You can choose the intensity from, like, a scale of, like, one to five. And then the bar goes up to ten. And then with each battle, depending on how well you do it, raises automatically. Um, so, like, if you just want to knock it out real quick and just be real easy, you just set it at one. And even if you do the best, it only goes up to, like, five. I think you can only go five points from where you start. Okay. Um, but I've been doing it at five just to get better with it and, like, get used to the controllers because I don't think I'll be playing with a pro controller. So I just want to learn how to play with the Joy-Cons real quick. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. curious, have you had a chance to get online? I've heard nothing but complaints. No. Yeah, a lot of my coworkers are asking about that because they want to buy it, but you know, most people are going to be playing online. So they're like, oh, let me see how the online is, then I'll buy it. And I haven't tried it. Okay. But it it seems like a shit show. Yeah, I remember we were talking about it briefly on a previous episode about how it's like the matchmaking is all based on local players and because, I don't know, their network isn't strong enough or something. Yeah, they want to prioritize local players. So in it, you can set rules. Uh, I do a standard, like, three-stock, no-timer, no-items rule. Because... Uh, also playing this, some of the items, like, especially the new items, are straight horseshit. Like, some of them are just, like, there's this little bomb character from Kirby, I think. And if you hold him and activate it, you have maybe, like, two or three seconds. And if no one hits you, the bomb goes off and anyone within a certain radius is instantly killed. Like, blown off the map. Oh, And damn. it just seems way too powerful. Yeah. Or uh, a staff that shoots a beam and you can just shoot people off the edge and then just keep hitting them off the edge. Uh, before they can recover, and you just instantly like kill them. Like some of the items are really broken, so I don't know if they're gonna try and nerf those or change those at all, or if it's just gonna be like just don't play with those items. Yeah, uh, I I'm more or less a kind of player that doesn't even like playing with items if that's an option. Yeah, I t- usually turn them off. Maybe like pokeballs or assist trophies for fun, but they true. Have it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so when you go online or when you make matchmaking stuff, you can choose your rule set. And then go online and it tries matching you people with similar rule set with similar amount of time played. That way you're not playing like against someone who has a thousand hours in it already somehow. Um, but that's the ideal way they'll match you up with people. Like similar skill set, similar taste, similar battles. You can actually cancel out which uh, which characters you don't want to fight against. So if you're like, God, I hate Ganondorf. I don't want to fight anyone who plays Ganondorf. You can just get rid of him and you not even fight anyone that plays that character. Oh, wow. That is really nice. Yeah, there's a lot of customization with the rules and matchmaking stuff. But they did stress that uh, localization is the priority above everything else. That way it's a stronger connection and it's easier on their servers. And because localization is the priority, if they find you someone who's close to you but doesn't have the exact rule set, they'll choose them over someone who's further away who doesn't have, have the exact rule set. Yeah. So that way the connection's hopefully better, but it just seems like it's a mess. So it seems like what they tried to prioritize isn't even working. So 
I don't know. There's plenty of like tournaments, and you know you can set the computers to level nine. And uh, some of the computers, like in the story mode and the challenger mode, when they appear uh, to fight you, are definitely above level nine. So I don't know why they cap it at nine still. Uh, when yeah, clear. Some computers can go above that. Um. Oh, but yeah, like I was saying, the classic mode where you just fight like six or seven battles and then master hand. After one of those, every time there's a new challenger. So I've just been going through there playing with every character I'm decent or at least understand their moveset with. And that seems to be the quickest way to unlock characters fast. Okay. Um, so anyone who's doing the spirit board stuff and be like, oh man, this is a grind. Like, this is really tough. Just, you know, I know some people like their mains. I know some people hate playing with different characters. Just kind of get a feeling for everyone. Do it on the low uh, difficulty and just go through story mode or classic mode. And that'll unlock everyone after every, you know, character you play with. Yeah, that's good to know. I'm gonna have to play it that way myself. Yeah, so that was the that's the way how I got like I'm gonna say probably half the characters in maybe a day, day and a half. Nice. So that's the quickest. Um, but yeah, it's the online's a shit show, but there's plenty of options. You can do like regular smash. You can do a special smash with you know everyone's shine. Everyone starts off with sudden death. Like everyone, you know, one hit kill, and you know everyone's small with rabbit ears. You know all your customization stuff or tournaments and all this. Um, so there's plenty of options not online, but I, I already am kind of getting like a little stale with the computers being them, you know, being they can only go to a certain level of difficulty. So I can see the complaints, especially since a lot of people want to play online, especially since most of my friends who have it are all, uh, across the country, but it's, you know, I I don't want to say it's not that big of a deal because it definitely is a big deal. (laughs) It really is. But it's there's so much good stuff in the game. Like, yeah, like you know, you can you can find time besides online matches. Like don't don't wait and until they fix that to buy this game. I'd recommend buying it now and you know getting some a lot of practice in by the time they do fix it if they ever do. Oh, it's just mind boggling how close to perfect the switch is. It's just like yeah. oh god, it's you so guys close. are so close. Like why? Right there. Oh man, it's it is very good. I highly. I mean. I'm biased with Smash. I love Smash, so. I still love my Switch, so I can't really say much. It's just I want them to really figure that the last couple things out, and it'll be a lot yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, at def- you know, we talked about Fort Nintendo's both great and terrible at the same time, but, like, in different regards. Um, you know, at least at least they got games people want to play, as opposed yeah. to Xbox, who has good servers and terrible games. That's what I mean. So. It's like just join forces, but that'll never happen. No. Um any other games uh, non-Switch related, or is that pretty much it for you? Uh, yeah, because of the Switch, I've been kind of a dry spell, especially on Steam. Um, let me see real quick. Uh, Overwatch a bit here and there, because they got the winter event right now, and they had some really good skins. So I just hopped on real quick, bought or played enough to get the skins that I want, and I'm pretty much done again. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be playing any more of the winter event, but something really enough. cool. They yeah. had a Kramp- Krampus skin for one character. That was really cool. Nice. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Well, I finally, I actually beat Kingdom Hearts 2, and that implies that I got past Roxas, which, oh, man, I literally, it was a fight to remember, Bren. I feel like Mm -hmm. it it, it felt like I'm more proud of the fact that I beat Roxas on critical mode than I am that I beat any previous Dark Souls boss. Like, I've played all three Dark Souls games and Demon Souls, never did beat Bloodborne, but I'll probably get around to it someday. And I yeah. swear to God, I just was like, Roxas, you son of a bitch. He just straight up <laughs> bitch slaps you. It's a really hard fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially 
in the way I play Kingdom Hearts. So that's one thing I discovered on this playthrough. Uh, they added a lot of things because it's Final Mix, and I had never really played Final Mix before. But yeah. one thing that is different that I never really messed around with is your limit forms. So uh, you have this thing called the drive gauge, and it like builds up, and you can use uh, the drive gauge to transform into different limit forms. So there's a valor form, wisdom form, master form, and limit, I think it's called. Uh, and long story short, each one of those has uh, special abilities, and you can, if you transform into that one you can level up that form and by leveling up that form it unlocks special abilities for Sora to use outside of being transformed so let's Uh say yeah for valor i think for instance if you upgrade that one you get dodge roll or i could be wrong in the order of these but like and that's the thing dodge roll is essential and that's one thing i'm wondering in previous kingdom and kingdom hearts 2 like was that there or is this a final mix thing because i remember when i played kingdom hearts 2 the first time i'm like why the fuck isn't dodge roll a thing like this is so important to me and i fell in love with like rolling all over the place in kingdom hearts 1 like it was a very essential way of how i would move my character so Mm -hmm. eventually i i had i was looking this shit up because i'm so unfamiliar with the limit forms that i was like yeah do this one to unlock dodge roll so once i had dodge roll in my like back pocket i was much better off as far as strategy taking on roxas but there's even a another ability that's better than dodge roll i don't remember exactly what it's called but it basically you just you don't teleport but you really quickly shift uh to the to whichever direction you're uh tilting your directional stick to yeah. and it it's really in, like a uh, very helpful in combat situations and uh dodging certain like ridiculous uh, blows that the enemy was throwing at me so i did go in i was losing uh even okay so i went from like level 40 to 53 so i grinded like crazy and i was still getting my ass kicked finally went to the trouble of leveling up my limit forms to unlock dodge roll, uh, the shift one. I still haven't done glide, which I'm assuming I have to level up my master form, which I have yet to do. But Mm. regardless, I went into Roxas. I had a really good start, and I was like, all right, this is the one. I have to do it. And I finally... Uh, transformed into my limit form and then uh, used some slash drives or whatever the hell it was called. And I, I kicked his ass. It was really satisfying. Um, but goddamn, if I, I, I remember as soon as I beat him, I was like screaming and like thinking to myself, like, I don't even know if I could do that again if you asked me to. <laughs> like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was so good. And the there was like a half hour of cutscenes after that. And then I could finally progress with the game. Uh, after that, in that part of the game, uh, it's the world that never was or whatever. And you're in the headquarters of organization 13. There's like an additional, like three or four bosses you have to face before the final boss. So I remember this one is total bullshit. The one organization member of Luxord, he, his fighting, like the boss fight for him is absolutely ridiculous and like unfair. It's, it's not typical in the sense where it's like oh yeah just go take his health down it's like this is a battle of time and whoever runs out of time first it's like and it's very it i don't really honestly understand he transforms sora into a a dice and you can't really do anything and it's just like and then he's like attacking you all the while and then eventually you transform from a dice back into sora it was a very confusing battle and i eventually uh beat him but it's just one of those ones that I was like, I'd never want to do that again. 
And then the Sykes battle, he wasn't too terrible, but he does. He's like really hard. There's just the bosses in this game, especially on critical mode. I was like, God damn, this is challenging. But I did, for the most part, burn through them and then got to the final boss. A lot of the story was uh, kind of reiterated to my brain because I've already played this game multiple times, but like just hearing it fresh, like I'm really ready for Kingdom Hearts 3. So as convoluted as the story is, it was making sense as they were delivering it. I was like, okay, yeah, that that actually I, no. I remember now. I, I refuse to believe any of it I, made sense uh, to anyone I, ever. Oh, but it does. And uh then I finally took on the final boss and I'm thinking to myself, I will return to Platinum this for sure, but for now I just want to beat this and move on to the next one because I still have two games to play before Kingdom Hearts 3 and I, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. And like that, I'll, I'll get to that at some point, but yeah. the final boss really ridiculous there's this one moment where it's like you beat him and you think oh it's all good and done but it's like they pull a lord of the rings return of the king on you and it's like nope it's not the end so like everyone like travels through like this uh wormhole to like go to the islands and you and riku are about to step through and right before it happens it it disappears and you you realize the final boss isn't dead and he turns into this giant dragon thing and you have to like do this whole like mini game boss fight where you're on like this hoverboard thing that riku's driving and you're as sora like draining these like lasers that are coming at you to like build up this gauge and then use like the super weapon to like attack it it's a whole thing and that's another one that if you're not like i don't know if you don't know how to control it very well i could see you struggling with that a lot the good news was uh if you did die in certain parts when you would hit continue it'd like pick up where you would expect it to earlier in the game it would be like oh, I die facing a boss, and it's like, yeah, I'll hit continue. Yeah, it would take you very far back to, like, your last save or some shit, and I was like, oh, no. But at least in this, it was a little bit forgiving. Um, But goddamn... I was to say, it's funny seeing people uh, with older games, when uh, young kids are playing, like, much older games, like NES games, where it's like, oh, I died. It's like, well, just go back to the checkpoint. It's like, nah, you gotta start the whole (laughs) game over again. Oh, Genesis was awful, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So at least it's not that bad, I guess. Exactly. Um, but then you finally get to like his third phase or I don't even know how many phases this boss has, but, uh, and he's like wearing his, uh, white and black robe and he's got like these two like lightsaber style things that he's just like whipping at you and just totally just destroying you. And it's actually ridiculous. It's very Dragon Ball Z of like, you guys are just like flying around in midair. You're using this, uh action command of of the triangle button to do a reversal and you have to do that over and over again to like dodge 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 uh every attack he's doing and then eventually you fall down and you go down and attack him it was a very intense boss battle but then to cap it off right when you like have him beat he does this thing where it's like a last ditch effort where he sends all these lasers like a huge barrage of lasers like i would easily say thousands of them like coming down on you and riku and there's like this mechanic of the game where it's like you look at the screen and it's telling you to hit triangle to reflect these things so all my life when i would play kingdom hearts 2 and get to this point i would just be mashing the triangle button and sora keeps missing them and my health just keeps depleting little by little little by little to the point where i die And then it's just like, oh, you have to fight this phase of the boss all over again just to try that. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? Is it, are you not supposed to spam the triangle button? Are you supposed to do it in some kind of rhythm? And I was just like, what the fuck is the problem? So I ended up looking it up because I remember in college I had this problem too. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And apparently you're supposed to 
uh, mash X and triangle. So like oh. both buttons do reflect the, the lasers. And by me not hitting the X button at all, he was just missing them and then dying. And I'm like, I didn't even know X was the button I needed to hit. Cause it's like very clearly telling you to hit triangle. So I'm like, what the fuck? So once I That's did, uh, it was really dumb actually. So the, by the time I did it the third time around and I'm mashing X and triangle, my health didn't deplete at all. I never missed a single one. I was like, Oh my God, if I had been doing that from the get-go i would have i would have never really struggled with this my whole life so that was cool to at least like figure something out that i never really knew before and beat the game like confidently and not lose any health in that moment uh it's just a blast there's a moment where you take control of riku and you have to like save sora and that's also a bitch because the whole time your riku sora's health is depleting so if you don't get to him in time you can die that way too so it it's one hell of a boss fight i mean i swear to god the way that kingdom hearts 2 ends it's like it easily could have just been the end of the franchise it was like how in fuck's name are you ever going to top that it was godly and so fun and ridiculous but the end cutscene they get back to the island it's such a joyful thing where it's just like after all this like this feels so good to see them just like all chilling and ha- like happy and it's like it's over it's just like a heartwarming moment and then at the very end they show like the scene where they get a message in a bottle and it's from with Mickey's mouse's like s- seal on it so it led room for hang uh, or a cliffhanger so i'm excited to see what's going on with kingdom hearts 3 but what i was alluding to earlier is i still have two games to play i have uh, on 1.5 and 2.5, there's Birth by Sleep, uh, Final Mix. So I did very briefly own a PSP and I had that game and played maybe just the beginning of Aqua's story because I know you can play as all three characters. Right now, I started up a file last night and it's a long while until you can even get to a save point. I was like falling asleep, but, uh, I'm not sure which character I'm going to start as, uh, initially the tutorial and stuff you kind of play as all three of them sort of and i don't know i just am not as attached to these characters i hope i become attached there's all sorts of new mechanics like it's it's frustrating because there's like simple things that it's like okay i just finished kingdom hearts 2 in kingdom hearts 2 how do you open chests oh you hit the triangle button in kingdom hearts birth by sleep how do you open a chest you hit the x button it's like give me some consistency here consistency here folks like i don't know and there's it's not a typical fighting game it looks almost reminiscent of chain of memories where it's like you're not necessarily dealing with cards but there's some kind of like weird fighting mechanic i'm so new to it still maybe i'll have an update on that but i'm just not sure i'm gonna enjoy birth by sleep as much as i've enjoyed the previous kingdom hearts games and then finally once i beat birth by sleep i have 2.8 which consists of dream drop distance and i've never played that because it was originally exclusively on the 3ds and i was like i don't want to own a 3ds just for one game so Mm. i'm excited i can play that once i'm done with birth by sleep i think birth by sleep might be the only one i played that wasn't you know part of the traditional consoles yeah um the mobile one and yeah it's it's odd it it didn't leave a huge lasting memory with me so i I guess i didn't enjoy it as much um but you play as like terra Ventus is his name in this. Yep. Yep. And Aqua, and they're pretty much like Earth, Wind, Water. Uh, Terra is like all strength based, like just mashing uh, attack. Uh, Ventus is supposed to be like a balance between the two, and then Aqua is like all magic. Yep. Uh, and apparently that makes her like the hardest because some of the magic doesn't work great in uh, those Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, I was struggling when I was trying her. Yeah, so she is like really strong magic based, but if you're not good with magic, it can be challenging. And I remember when I played that, I was playing something else, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little cocky. Let me put it on the hardest difficulty. And then I picked Aqua, 
And then I was just like, oh, fuck this game. Like, yeah, I hated it so much. That sounds tough. I got to, I remember I got to the final boss back when Xehanort was like impressive. Where it was like, Xehanort, or whoever the fuck it is, that old guy. Yep, I think that's actually his the name in that one. Yep. And I remember getting to him and just like fighting him a few times. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. It's not worth it. And I just never like beat the final, final boss. But yeah, those, those games are ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's, it's so impossible to follow. It was funny you just saying like I think it was Xehanort. That's the thing. I'm like a pretty diehard not- fan, and th- there was this moment in k- the end of Kingdom Hearts two where Ansem Ansem the Wise, before he like uh, blows up and like kind of commits suicide, he's like talking to Zemnis, the final boss of Kingdom Hearts, like the top of Organization thirteen, and he calls him Xehanort, and I'm like. Was that on purpose or by accident? Because I'm pretty sure Xemnas is Xehanort's nobody, so why would you call him, why would you just refer to him as Xehanort? It's like, clearly, that's like calling Roxas, or calling Sora Roxas, alright, I'm going too far in here. See how crazy it sounds? Yeah, it it absolutely does. I remember when the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer came out, and people were like, freaking out online, of like, Aku got Norton, Aku got Norton, and I was like, oh, this is how I sound to Basta all the time. Yeah, it really. Just gibberish. It is quite gibberish. And, like, Riku's story, how, like, he was in the darkness oh, and God. he had to accept the darkness into him. And by doing so, he became the the physical form of uh, what we knew as Ansem in fucking Kingdom Hearts 1. But the real Ansem is Ansem the Wise. And so, uh, it's just too much. It really is. But Riku, Sasuke by the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, does look like regular-ass Riku, which is really cool. And does he? Yeah. Do we even know what regular-ass Riku looks like well, anymore? No, but his pants aren't as goofy, so that's an improvement. Goofy's pants are goofy. Oh, they are. Because he's goofy. I, I love Kingdom Hearts. It's a terrible thing. But hey, it's, <laughs> it's finally happening. And I, I have a little bit of time to try to get these other two games in quick. So we'll see if I can make progress in those. Do you, do you honestly believe the third is going to be the last one? I hope so. And to be honest, <laughs> I, I would be totally fine with that. Because it's like, we've played this out. I mean, unless it's going to be like Sora as an adult now, like, what else is left? Like, I'm not sure. Sora's kids. Yeah, I don't Riku. want that. I don't. I didn't hey, even Riku really want kids. Birth by Sleep, to be honest. It's like, we should have skipped that. <laughs> yeah, you can skip both of those. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it'll help me with understanding the story. But No, if the, it the, really won't. If the creator doesn't understand it, I don't think any of us will. Yeah. That's usually a bad sign. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then I guess we can kind of move on into some news or show topics if there's anything worth uh, bringing up. Uh, this isn't really worth bringing up, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, uh, this is like, I remember I posted in our Facebook group. Uh, you can find it, listener, almost better than Facebook groups if you search for that. <laughs> almost um, better than Facebook groups? Yeah, it's. It it was a post about uh how kids these days will never know like the joy of like watching the DVD screensaver and watching the the DVD logo perfectly like bounce directly into a corner and in most cases when that happens it changes color and you're like oh wow that's great um there's I I was just like joking as like posting that and apparently there's like a modern like obsession with this and it's very reminiscent of us talking about like uh twitch streams of like bob ross or the power rangers and all these people like flooding the chat and everything this is on youtube i'll put a link in the show notes of thousands of people watching this dvd screensaver and uh this algorithm that records how many wall hits it has how many corner hits it has and like the level of boredom which is growing i think that's just a joke 
but it's just it's really ridiculous watching uh, when i was watching last night there was 9000 people watching and it was at like 69 corner hits and it did get to 70 before going to bed so like it's a thing. It's currently over 130 as of the time of recording. It might be much higher by the time you guys tune in. But uh, yeah, people are wasting their life watching this and like really freaking out and being like, let's go when it like hits the corner and being like, this is the shit. And like, you can't even read half the shit. The chat's flying by so fast because there's that many people in there. I mean, like, I know us humans, we've gotten to the moon. <laughs> We, we've done some amazing things. Wait, it's time for Brett's Conspiracy Theory Corner. I don't think we have. <laughs> uh, that's not my conspiracy. That's your conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's the, it's the jingle, but in like reverse. Oh, um, no. oh, we've done that. Have we? All right, played in like Portuguese. Does that sound different in a different language? Oh, no. Um, but it's just like. Yeah, I know, like, people have done amazing things. And then I see something like this with the DVD screen. It's just like, why? Like, I was on board with the Twitch Plays Pokemon. My roommates in college were, like, really on board, and that got me into it. And, like, that was fun. That was crazy. There was, like, a bunch of lore they made up to go with it that, like, wasn't in the game. They, like, it was, like, an outside narrative to it. But, like, goddamn. There's Do nothing, something with your time. There's nothing quite like the dopamine rush of a DVD logo hitting the corner of a screen. <laughs> One, I, maybe I never got the thrill of it because in school, anytime I saw that when the DVD logo was just floating around, I took a nap. Yeah. I started drawing. <laughs> I did anything else than stare at that logo moving around. And the it funny, was just a waste of time then. I think the real technical reason they even do that is, yeah, to, it's a screensaver. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to burn anything onto your screen. And it's like purposefully moving around to like protect it. And it's just like a fun way to just for it to change color. If it happens to strike a corner, the odds of it very slim. Well, I think it changes the color anytime it hits something. So oh. like if it hits the corner, it'll automatically change color. Well, I think in this specific uh, simulator, however you want to look at it, uh, it, I think it only changes color on corner hits. Oh, why are we talking about this stuff? Yeah, I don't know. That's a show topic. <laughs> that was my bad. Anyway. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse is out right now, and it's super fucking good. Yeah, so you I saw it? So I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. So nice. I, it's by far the best Spider-Man movie, but that's not the hardest threshold to overcome. Yeah. Um, but I'd say it's my favorite superhero movie. But granted, I'm also a massive Spider-Man fanboy, so like I'm already biased towards it. But it's just everything about it is so well done. It's beautiful. The music's great. The recording's great. The actors are great. It's true to most of the lore. They kind of like made up their own story, but like like 90% of it's true to the comics. So like that's more than enough. Nice. So yeah, it's so good. Uh, and speaking of Spider-Man, uh, this might be a little old, but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal confirmed he's Mysterio in the next Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's gonna be real interesting. I, I mean, I thought Vulture was possibly one of the lamest villains, and they made Michael Keaton into like a pretty intimidating character. So like, I'll, I'm interested to see what they do with Mysterio, who can do be really cool, but is used as a butt of the joke for some of the stuff. Yeah. So um, I, I look forward to seeing what they can do with him, and I guess that confirms that Spider Man's not actually dead in Avengers. Uh! Oh so, shit! I mean, you can't have like cliffhanger endings of like oh no i wonder if they survived when every character has a sequel movie coming out it's like well yeah pretty much so um but yeah it's it's so good i i really recommend everyone seeing into the spider-verse very so, cool yeah i definitely got to get out and see that one yeah it's so good uh, uh what else 
Uh, I I heard Soldier Boy is selling his own cheap rebranded video game consoles, and uh, apparently it's probably illegal. I don't know how he's doing this, but he's just like finding these really cheap bullshit consoles on uh, Amazon or like uh, an equivalent, and then is just buying them, putting his logo on it, and reselling them for like triple or quadruple the price, and being like, "Yeah, it's a Soldier Boy one," and it's just like really bad, like. I don't know, like, emulator shit. It's not even a, a good, like, console. It's just, like, ROMs and old-school games, but... And it's just completely unnecessary. I don't know why he's doing this. It's not worth delving into, but that's a thing that's happening in 2018. I would have paid you hard money if you bet on me I'd, if I'd ever hear the name Soldier Boy again yeah, ever in I my know. life. <laughs> and the fact that he's come up on this show is astonishing. Yeah, you could get the Soldier Boy game console uh for like $40 less but he's just upping I don't know it's ridiculous how weird is it to be known as the guy who sang a song about having sex with someone and then their bed sheets sticking to their back <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's a weird thing to be known for um and this is something he's super proud of by the way and like I said I think it's somehow illegal I'm, I'm wondering if that'll ever come back to bite him probably if he's just slapping his name on it there's probably some sort of licensing laws or some sort of like taxes that he's not paying on games or consoles or electronics or something uh speaking of uh crimes and fraud uh bethesda Uh (laughs) they keep fucking up with this fallout 76 like it just is an endless shit show for them and there's the whole canvas bag thing and the game's just buggy as hell to begin with and they shouldn't have been charging money for it but they already are uh they also leaked all of their customers personal information oh christ yeah, so if you bought anything probably from, like, their website or maybe just bought the games they got this information from, like, your user account or something, they leaked a bunch of people's personal information because why why do anything right when you're Bethesda, when you have enough dumb fanboys who will just clamor to your stuff anyway? Uh, and if you think I'm wrong, don't buy their shit and make them actually change their practices. Yeah. Because as long as people keep buying this stuff, they'll keep doing it. Same with EA and any other massive corporation. Yeah, there was a day that I wanted to work for them growing up being like, I love Oblivion and Morrowind and all this shit. But then, I don't know, in recent years, my opinion has changed to them a lot. And I I hope they can kind of turn things around and kind of get on top of things. But the way they even treat their fans with that, the special edition stuff for Fallout 76, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. There's a lot they're doing wrong. Uh, I honestly hope they don't turn it around. I hope they go under. And I hope that actually <laughs> oh, no. good developers or employees go to better companies and Oblivion actually gets control of the uh, Elder Scrolls franchise again and uh, some of the Fallout. Like, I, I hope that it goes better to companies. Oh, you mean Obsidian or... Obsidian, or, what I say? Uh, Oblivion. I'm not sure. Oh. That's the name of the game. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the game and then Obsidian's the company. Yeah, it's yeah okay. It is. Um, but yeah, I hope those franchises and properties go to people who can actually do them justice and not just churn out shitty buggy games like i understand this the different engines they're developing and stuff they're making is really demanding and it's not a full science there's always going to be bugs like even the best games you can find glitches and like assassin's creed back when it was like decent i would still just like randomly fall through the world like through the map overwatch i fell through the world the other day like there's still bugs in like every game yeah bethesda is so just unabashed and just like very aware of all the bugs and just choosing to ignore a lot of them that it shows they're just becoming very apathetic to it and just don't care to fix it. Not that they can't, but they're just actively choosing not to. So they're just getting very bloated and I'd, I'd be fine if they went under and everyone went to work at better companies. Yeah. I don't want the people to, you know, go out of work forever, but I would want the company to die off and, you know, at least take responsibility for what the shit they've been pulling lately. 
I definitely understand that position. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. We'll have to keep our eyes on them. But they are fucking up pretty royally, so it's the ball's in their court. Yeah, I think they'll take a hit. I think it's going to be like EA and the Star Wars Battlefront 2 fiasco with the whole loot crate system shit. I think they're definitely going to take a hit, but they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So Yeah. Uh, What else? Oh, Geralt is in Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Called that back when they announced Aloy. That's what I was going to say. Yep, that's pretty cool. I'm super excited for that. It's, I mean, Monster Hunter World is great. I really enjoyed it, but like once I defeated like the main quest, the idea of like, oh, you can defeat harder monsters and just get slightly different colored armor. Like that's not enough motivation for me. Yeah, like, the game was fun, but like there's so many other games for me to play right now. I, you know, that's not enough to keep me around. If that was the only game I had for a year, yeah, I'd grind away. But um, uh, Geralt, that would be enough to bring me back. I'd start playing it up again and fight the same monsters over again if I could just do it as Geralt. Yeah. It makes perfect sense, and in the world of Witcher 3, they have some sort of deus ex machina plot device that allows him to be teleporting all to these different worlds, because he's in uh, Soul Calibur 6 as well. Yeah, that's right. So, it you know, they have an in-game reason for him being in different worlds and, like, traveling different dimensions. Um, and speaking of Soul Calibur 6, I think 2B from Nier just released recently for or is going to release soon yeah i did hear that that's exciting too uh you saying deus ex machina made me think of that awful game deus ex machina 2 and that's what i used as the image for last week's episode for the best of gamer no game what a trash game Uh, it's it's so weird looking it's bizarre Uh, what else is in shiotami oh this thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Epic Games made their own version of Steam, apparently, and there's a handful of free games uh, until the 27th, so you have some time if you're interested in this. It's uh, Subnautica is free on the Epic Store, and there's a couple others I don't remember exactly. Oh, Super Meat Boy is going to be. Um, So if that has any interest, or if you have any interest in that, I would recommend checking it out. But that's the thing. I'm not sure if I want another like games client uh, software on my computer yeah, I mean, Discord's doing that too now. They recently uh, opened up a store, and it's, you know, Steam, it, like Bethesda, Steam's full of bugs and shit, and it's broken as hell, and their client, uh, customer service is absolutely horrendous. Trash. Absolutely notorious for being terrible. Um, so Steam's not good, it's just, like, been around the longest, and like, <laughs> the most popular. Yep. But, like, yeah, there's others, like, G2G, or no, G2G, I think, went under, because they were the ones, like, selling bootlegged gray market games. We, uh, talked about that with uh, Mike Ganade. Yeah, that's um, right. Yep. But uh, G- GOG? GOG, I yeah. GOG is the legitimate one. Um, but they do kind of more like indie titles. They're not everything. They're like uh, specific niche games. Um, they're good though. Um, but yeah, Discord's doing it now and it's not great. Uh, Epic's doing it now. And like with all of these, like kind of do it at your own risk. I think Discord actually kind of re- like leaked a bunch of people's personal information uh, similar like Bethesda yeah, shit. after they started. So like it's very possible like, oh, here's all my credit card information and like the security code to like access it. And then it's like, I just, I'm trusting you to not fuck this up. Brand new store who just started do- doing this and doesn't have any real experience with this yet. Yep. So just be careful with how many like different game stores you're using. Epic might be good. They're hot to trot right now with Fortnite, but God knows that doesn't m- want me to play it or trust them anymore just because they have a popular game right now right yeah i'm not sure if i'm myself gonna do this but just the fact that yeah they're enticing people with the word free (laughs) it's like check out these free games it's free games like games that came out like five six years ago it's like if 
if you wanted that game, you probably would have gotten it already. That's true. Or you can just wait on Steam and it'll be like super discounted. So I liked your description of Steam though. It's like not that great, but it's just been in the the game the longest. It makes me think of the software iTunes. It's like yeah, there should definitely oh, be a God. better iTunes in the year 2018. And oh God, it's not any better. Uh, I think I might be one of the few people on the planet that still uses iTunes for podcast because I actually have old pod uh, iPods still. I did a few years ago just even to be able to check up on our reviews, which, by the way, we did get a couple recently. Or, or, well, not recently, but sometime this year. And I was like, oh, shit, people oh, left cool. us reviews. Nice. Uh, but yeah, iTunes is fucking garbage. And yeah, it's the same thing. It's just like they've just been around the longest and have the most brand recognition. They're not the best. No. But then again... Be, like it's hard to say what is the best because even if Zune. you have like the best well, <laughs> sure okay i miss it but come back say if there is like a gog like say their like user interface and security and like client uh support or customer support is the best if it's still too small to get every game on the market like is that the best so like it it opens it up for more discussion of like what right. makes it the best and like arguably like being the most well known and most popular and having access to every game under the sun, do, does that make it the best? It's like uh, technically, so it's hard to say. But yeah, it's just be careful with those because they're not super reliable, and you know, shop at your own risk. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. We can do some plugs and wrap this up. Uh, we mentioned your anime podcast. What's it called? Where can our listeners find it? It's called Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. It's uh, where me and my other anime-obsessed friend try and watch a show every week with our non-anime-obsessed friend and try and get him into it, try and turn him into a weeb. And it's actually kind of a a self-defeating prophecy because we found out if we're watching anime every week, that doesn't give him time to actually continue watching a show he might like. (laughs) So... It's mostly just like a backlog for whenever he wants to get around to watching something. It's like, here you go. Here's the shows you already said you liked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun on there. And yeah, the most uh, Christmas Eve episodes going out the 24th is just uh, listen with low volume because there's a lot of screaming <laughs> yeah, and about Christmas. Apparently it almost ended the show. So oh, <laughs> off God, to a good like, start. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking exhausted still. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, listeners, definitely go check that out. Um, and if you like our show, give us a like, follow and subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member, trying to think if there's anything else going on. Uh, missedoutrecords.com is my record label. If you have any interest in checking that out, got a bunch of new releases coming down the pipes and a compilation coming out new year's day, but we're still a couple weeks away from that. Um, but yeah. Oh, the almost better network. Definitely. Uh, lots of shows there you can check out. It's been a while since we plugged that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely worth checking out the shows there. Um, and I hope we can get some streaming in. I'm, maybe one of these Kingdom Hearts games I'll actually stream because I have some good internet and uh, I'm playing on the PS4, so I don't see why I wouldn't. So if you're around, check out twitch.tv slash abtsilence. abtsilence is where you can find us all over on social media. But that'll do it for this week. We will be back next, or well, actually on Friday with the best of Gamer No Games Volume 2. And then we'll be back on a regular episode Monday. So we'll see you then. See you.